to me, I realize now how silly it was when I would run away from working with the coach once I got to that weight that I thought I was so happy with and like feeling my best in my clothes and all those things and being happy when I saw pictures of myself. I look back on it now and I'm like, I should have done everything I could to continue to have that support, to have the person to answer to so that I could hold on to those habits in a way that was actually very consistent with the lifestyle versus only paying so much attention to the numbers and just looking at it from a very, okay, I checked the box sort of approach. So that's where the freedom phase really comes in. And that's why I think it's so paramount to this being a lifestyle because it, it shows you that your relationship to the tools is going to dictate whether you're ready to make this a lifestyle. Let's link up with Krista on The Fix. She's a wellness coach with a focus on mental well-being and physical strength. Hey, hey, Fix listeners, welcome back to our latest episode of The Fix Podcast, episode 96. We're so close to 100, which every week we get closer, I say I'm so excited about, and I really am, but we mark this episode with officially rounding out our series on breaking down every single phase or pillar inside of the Fitness Fix program. So, little programming note, if you are new to the show, this isn't normally the case, but if you happen to be checking us out for the very first time, I would encourage you to scroll back, hit pause on this episode, and go back three previous episodes listening to these four in order. Only reason I say that is because we walk you through, starting with that first episode, the find phase, which is the very first phase inside of our program. So if you happen to be somebody who is checking us out for the first time and want to learn more and understand what makes the Fitness Fix program different, unique, and really the place for somebody who is trying to create lasting change, not just losing the weight and not just losing the body fat, but changing from the inside out, building confidence, it just makes more a little more sense to walk through this one in order for this series. So this is the last episode for that series, episode 96. And at this point forward, after you listen to this one, you can go in any order that you want to to enjoy all of our fixed podcast episodes. But if you are new here, first and foremost, welcome. So excited to have you and looking forward to getting to know you as a new listener. I always love hearing from our listeners. So if you get through the end of this episode and you're like, something totally resonated with me, I should reach out to Krista. You got two ways, actually three ways now, because we have a recently added Instagram page that you can do it. The easiest one and the most direct one is my own personal Instagram, which is at the Krista Huber. You can shoot me a DM there. Or we've got two others which are listed down in the show notes. One is the official podcast Instagram page, which is at thefix.officialpod. And the last one at thefitnessfix. Remember, with fix for all of those other two, it is with a Y, just like the name of our podcast and my name. So now that we're getting all that stuff out of the way, this episode, I said it last week and I probably said it the week before that, but every time we move into the next phase of the program, I like to make the argument that this one is the most important. And maybe I'm contradicting myself a little bit every time I do that, 
But I'm drawing the line in the sand today with this particular conversation and this particular phase. Phase four, the final round of the Fitness Fix program, and that is our freedom phase. This phase is the most important because this is the one where we bring it all home and we actually make this a lifestyle. Now, Everyone out there, everyone and their grandma who has some different approach to fitness and nutrition is trying to make this statement. So I want to be super clear right from the jump that not only is this phase the most important, I also think it's the hardest. And one of the reasons I think it's the hardest is, well, there's actually two, but one is coming from personal experience. And that is the fact that everyone gets to this phase and if they have a relationship where they're working with a coach, they usually ditch the coach before this phase happens. Now, I have done this every single time in my life up until maybe about two years or so ago, which is also around the time that I really, really started to tweak and develop and come up with an exact methodology for the Fitness Fix program that I would get to a certain goal weight or even a specific physique, whether that was related to a certain outfit fitting me or feeling more confident when I looked in the mirror, whatever it was. And within weeks, I would tell my coach, okay, I'm good. I'm going to go ahead. I'm going to do this stuff solo for a little while. Fast forward three months, six months, maybe even a few times in between there, a year. And what do you think happened? Yes, Even as a nutrition coach myself, I technically have a lot, I'm not going to say all of it because I don't know everything, but a lot of knowledge to be able to do all of this myself. But here's the thing. I am a human being. Change is very hard for human beings. And that change does not cement itself into a habit overnight. This is the number one reason behind my philosophy for making the Fitness Fix program a minimum of a six-month commitment. Sometimes that shies people away, but in a lot of cases, you could pull any single one of our current clients. 95% of them have stayed in the program for well over, if not at least, a year and continue to desire a need for support. And I can explain why throughout this conversation. But It's because this is the part where you really start to test whether this can be something that you just intrinsically do. So to recap a little bit in last week's episode, I walked through the story of a current client of ours who is inside of our focus phase, which is our calorie deficit phase. And I mentioned a story of a weekend she had where events happened and so it pushed her typical routine of going to the grocery store from Sunday to Monday and she had to will herself a little bit more to get there. Now she's shown me that she can do that over the course of the last five six months but I need her to continue to show me to do that and when we get really comfortable with a lot of the tools that helped us lose the body fat that helped us build the muscle let's be honest we kind of get a little cocky Because we're like, oh, look at how well I've done so far. So you test yourself a little bit and you pull back a little bit from, let's say, food tracking or being super precise with weighing your food and that sort of deal. But there's also another side to this that we have to be really careful. And I almost want to call it the bridge in between leaving that focus phase and moving into the freedom phase 
Technically speaking, it's what a lot of coaches in this space refer to as a diet break. So let's start there because that'll kind of weave where we're going from that last episode and talking about our focus phase, our calorie deficit phase. In that conversation, I walk through exactly what qualifies a person to be ready to lose body fat. And in this episode, I'm going to expand on what it looks like once that 12 to maybe 16 week period ends. Usually 16 weeks would be the absolute max amount of time that I would personally feel confident as a coach and that our Fitness Fix coaching staff would feel confident as a coach of walking somebody through that calorie deficit process. And even in that time, 16 weeks does not mean that we're constantly pulling your calories down every single week. We're looking for the minimum effective dose or What is the most amount of calories in the form of the right ratio of protein to maintain muscle, carbohydrates to have enough energy, and fat to support your hormones is it going to take for you to continue to lose body fat so long as we hold a lot of other variables equal? Again, referenced in our last episode and talking through details like sleep, sleep quality, hunger, energy levels, all of those boxes have to be checked in the positive direction so that we know that your body is ready for fat loss. So with that said, let's say we walk through this phase and we are really successful over the course of those 12 to 16 weeks. Why do I not like to keep it longer than 16 weeks? Well, for starters, when you pull your calories down and you start to get pretty hungry, what are some of the side effects? Poor quality sleep, or maybe that amount of sleep diminishes a little bit because you find yourself waking up due to that change in the amount of stress on your system through your calorie deficit. You start to not feel so hot in your workouts, and sometimes that can kind of mess with people mentally and continuing on. And big one, hunger cues start to get a little bit more intense, and then what happens? It is that much harder to be consistent and being consistent is really the number one priority in being able to actually lose that body fat. So it's kind of like a question of why push it beyond 16 weeks if we know that's when we're playing around a little bit with the extra bites and licks and chews and maybe throwing a few extra pieces of pasta into our bowl even if we didn't necessarily track them so specifically. If you start to notice eight weeks in or even as early as six weeks in to a calorie deficit inside of our focus phase that you are exhibiting those types of behaviors, I always encourage our clients to have a conversation with his or her coach about it. Why? Because that is a really important sign of how the following six to eight weeks might go for you. And we want to support you in being as successful as possible throughout this program so that communication and that line of communication being totally open between you and your coach is the fastest way of continuing to guarantee your success in that time. There's also a component of it that it's important we protect someone's hormones. And again, understanding that a calorie deficit is a form of stress on the body. We want to minimize the amount of time spent there. For as much as I talked about minimal effective dose when it comes to how low we're actually pulling your calories down, timing is also a minimal effective dose. And then even more so, we can tie that to the fact, let's use this time of year in particular. Lots of our clients tend to want to be at a certain point come Memorial Day, especially for those local ones at the Jersey Shore. That's that official start to summer. And I don't know about you, but I don't want to be in a calorie deficit when the weather's really nice. Maybe we're going to the beach. 
Maybe people are outside a little bit more on the weekends. That might mean a little more temptation around alcohol and different things like that. So the environment associated with that time of year might not be as conducive to fat loss. And that's something that we have to look at when we plan out when we are going to go through that phase. So let's say we're coming up on that time, which we are in the next several weeks. All of our clients who are currently inside of that focus phase, we are having conversations with them. If you're listening to this episode, when it comes out, we're rolling into the third week of April of 2023, very soon here. So we're getting to be about six weeks away from that official Memorial Day date. So that means for a lot of our clients, we're halfway through that phase. It's a great time to reevaluate how are things working for us? Are we seeing changes on the scale? Are our progress pictures looking different? If they're not, are we missing something? We have a responsibility as coaches to be detectives and really work through and collaborate. That's why the communication is so important with our clients to figure out, okay, we're seeing all this data over here. We're seeing this in your pictures. We're hearing this from you when you're providing feedback on a weekly basis with your check-ins. We're hearing some of the challenges you might be facing. Where should we go from here? The same thing is going to apply when we get to the very end of that calorie deficit, whether we cut it off because we've reached that maximum 16-week timeline like I've been describing, or because you're noticing that you're just simply having trouble sticking to it. And I think a lot of people are really afraid of that for two reasons. One, you might look at it and say, hey, I've been working with a coach and I don't want to feel like I've kind of lost everything that I've done so far. And I really quickly try to snap clients out of that mindset because guess what? Even if the scale doesn't move the direction you want it to go as quickly as you want it to get there, there is nothing you've lost because you're developing the behaviors it takes to create a new system in your life that, again, you can actually stick to. So if that's the case, we just need a reframe. That's where the mindset component of our coaching is so important because it's really, really easy. We have a bias. Our human brain is literally wired this way to always look for the negative. So when we don't have the results that we desire, even though we feel like we're putting all that work in, that's what helps to have the outside source like your coach to help you dissect it a little bit different of a way, in a different way. But it also helps in the sense that we can look at it and say, okay, it's not true that yes, we have this one expectation of where we want it to go. And granted, all things are moving in the direction we want them to, meaning you are showing up and prioritizing very diligently, tracking your food, you're hitting your protein goals, you're trying to prioritize steps, you're hydrating. Everything does have to be held equal to the degree that we can. We are talking about the human body here and we're not chasing perfection. But the reason why we called the focus phase the focus phase because it requires that discipline and for you to be dialed in. So let's say you're through, you're going through it and you're just feeling like you're not necessarily seeing what you thought you would based on all the effort you're putting in. That's a great opportunity for us to take a step back and reevaluate. Once we've figured out that maybe we are in fact checking off all the boxes and there isn't something else going on, we have so many different avenues that we can pursue. Do we need to consider if something's going on with your digestion? Do we need to take a look at something going on with your hormones? Is there another lever that we can pull that isn't just specifically about tracking your food and looking at your relationship to your food? Because For those of you who've been around here for a minute, you know we have this holistic approach for a reason because all of these other details do affect your health. That's why we look at them so frequently and that's why we actually take the time to assess them and grade them on a weekly and even daily basis with our one-to-one clients. So getting through all that, 
we're at this point, hypothetical scenario here, where we're six weeks into this calorie deficit. Maybe we decide that we're going to fast forward another six weeks and we're going to keep going because things are moving in the direction that we don't want it to go or that we do want it to go. Or we could take a pause and we would do what we call as a diet break. And one of the reasons why diet breaks are so important is because, like I said before, change is difficult. And because change is difficult, sometimes we need to just take a step back. A diet break might look like purposely spending a few days, if not a week, not tracking your food. That can feel really scary to people who have been consistently logging their intake for five plus months, if not longer. And that's where doing this with the support of a coach, I can promise you from, again, that personal experience is just so, so invaluable. Because if I look back on the times where I tried to do that by myself, I will call myself out and admit that I was just like, screw it, I'm going to eat whatever I want because I'm really exhausted from constantly plugging all these things in. And I hear this from people often when they're considering signing up for our program. They're like, I've tried macros. I've been doing it on and off for years. It just doesn't seem to work for me. So much of that is coming from a restrictive mindset that isn't even their fault. It's the fault of such confusing information that's on the internet. It's the fault of having a poor experience with a coach who really asked them to look at everything from a less perspective and a place of lack versus abundance and learning how to intentionally eat more. That their relationship to the food tracking is just exhausted. It's tied to this set of rules in this box that they have to strictly stay inside of. And that was me at certain points too. Until I realized that if I could actually prioritize the foods I really love, certain days of the week, can't be every single day, I still love my whole food sources, my veggies, my carbs. You guys know I don't do the whole good versus bad, but there needs to be a balance of mostly whole foods regardless of where you're trying to go, just for pure health, aesthetics aside. And I would get myself to a point where I would just feel so tired of logging everything that I want to throw my phone out the window. And that is a really good sign of saying, hey, let's take a little bit of a break from this, but do it in a structured way. Put parameters the same way we have a set of macro goals. Let's put parameters on it. Maybe we back off slowly, but surely. A great way to do that, first and foremost, would be taking a step to only track our protein intake. Because for the most part, I know from my own experience, when I don't track my food, I tend to not consume enough protein on a consistent basis. So today, the relationship that I have to tracking like seven plus years later of doing it on and off and going through these seasons is I'm doing it from a sense of let me make sure I'm getting enough and let me make sure I'm getting enough consistently. So that's one method we could take. We could do the whole complete diet break and that's where the support and accountability from your coach of saying hey we're gonna do this for a week we're gonna do this for two weeks or it might even look something like let's go about our day move away from our food scale and if you want to have sort of a check in place track your food intake from your memory the best that you can at the end of the day and use it like a little check how close are you to your goals a third option might be for us as we move out of that diet break and to really take this into the freedom phase and to really learn how to do this without, again, living and dying by everything you're putting into your MyFitnessPal is to start by having one untracked meal per week. And this is really part one or action step one of 
the freedom phase. This is important because what I just said about diet breaks, if we immediately have the training wheels come off, a lot of people do use that as the opportunity to be like, I'm just going to kind of go do my thing, eat whatever I want to eat. And again, that can feel scary, but it also, you just lost all of your structure that you spent months, if not years, trying to build. So why can't we find that happy medium? A lot of people don't know how to find that happy medium. So this is where we keep most of the guardrails in place and just try to pull out one thing at a time. That might look like starting with the one untracked meal per week. I've done this with coaches myself in the past and it has been so helpful. And one of the ways that's a really, really easy way to start doing it is to do it with a meal that is pretty much a huge salad and some protein in it. And here's why I think this is one of the best meals to do this with. If you've ever tracked food, you know that things like lettuce, tomatoes, cucumbers, carrots, peppers, a lot of those veggies that we're throwing into a big bowl, make it into a nice big salad, contribute very minimally to your carb intake for the day. It takes so much volume of those foods. And better yet, I think we can all agree whether you've tried to lose weight or not. If you feel like you're stuck and if you feel like you're not losing weight, you're not losing body fat, We know that having a really big salad every single day is not the reason why the scale keeps going up. So it's a really great meal to just start with knowing that, hey, if I'm really, really secure in this idea of tracking because it gives me visibility and hell yeah, I'm right there with you. Let me try to do it with a meal where there's not as much consequence if I don't track it perfectly to a T. So there we go. We loosen up the reins a little bit. You do that for a week. Then we try to do it again the next week. Maybe you get a little crazy and you put yourself in a position where you're like, I'm gonna go for three untracked meals this week. Much in the same way that we walk you up to a lot of your goals during our fuel phase, much in the same way that we say, okay, you hit 100 grams of protein, but I wanna get you to 150. Let's find all those baby steps in between. Now we're at the top and we have to do the same thing to work our way back down. But here's what's awesome. You have the skill set to be able to do it because you worked yourself up to the top. If you went all the way to the top, we know we got to get to the bottom somehow, right? So there's no reason why you wouldn't be able to do that on the other side. And this is where you can start to really test yourself and also test your confidence. And I like to tell clients when they're moving into this phase, it should start to get like really fun. Like, I don't know if I'm just a food nerd or not. That's why I think this is fun. But When we want to move away from things like our food scale, one of the easiest ways to do it is to actually start eyeballing things and then testing yourself to see if you were right. And I think that's kind of like a little fun game that you can play with yourself. So again, if you are just coming out of this calorie deficit and we're walking your calories back up and you're wanting to loosen up and enter this freedom phase, one of the ways that we can do that is by taking certain food items, eyeballing them, especially if you're somebody who eats a lot of the same foods all the time, which many of our fitness fix clients do because it just makes life easier, fewer decisions to make. Take the foods that you eat constantly, like every single day. I remember when I first started learning how to do this, one of my go-to breakfasts was always eggs and egg whites with tomato and avocado. Shout out to my college roommate, Lydia, who she and I literally lived on that for our senior year of college. So when I got really into macro tracking post-grad, I, one of the first things I tried to eyeball by myself was tomatoes. And I can very confidently look at a plate of tomatoes and tell you pretty much exactly what it weighs. And again, it's an example of a carb that if I'm off by a little bit, not going to kill you, not going to be the reason why you're all of a sudden going to get a bunch of weight back. So you put it on your food scale, 
after you've eyeballed what you think it is. And then you can see if you're correct. If you're off a little bit, you just take note of it and be present. That's one of the secrets to really learning how to navigate this freedom phase is to not rush yourself that once you're no longer tracking every single bite, lick, and chew in my fitness pal, just doing a little bit at a time. And I think this is where your patience really ultimately gets tested because you have been doing this for so long and you're like, okay, when do I actually get there? And that from a mindset perspective is one of the biggest points I'd like to address in this episode. I had I asked clients as I was getting ready to record this through a little post up in our online client community, what do you want to know about this phase? Because our current clients, I have a lot of them on our roster as we speak that are really close to getting to this phase. But a few of them mentioned they feel like every time they get there, something kind of holds them back. And one of our clients who asked this gave a really great example that I think hits on why the mindset component and why we really prioritize working on our mindset through every single phase, through the find phase, through the fuel phase, through the focus phase, and well into the freedom phase. This is why our program isn't just a basic macro macro calculator and okay, good luck, go hit these numbers. It's why we look at how you sleep. It's why we support you with developing habits for better quality sleep, for managing stress, for the way you talk to yourself in your head and getting rid of that negativity. Because you need that skill just as much as you need the skills of understanding what 100 grams of protein actually looks like. They both go hand in hand. You can't really have one without the other. You could, but if you had the one that's very application focused and that it's just about saying, okay, this is how much protein I need, this is how many carbs I need, and this is how much fat I need. When the going gets tough and you are in a situation where you can't really fit it inside of that box or maybe you have an emotionally draining day or a big life event that gets in your way, those macros are only going to serve you so much. The way you think about it and the way you talk to yourself, as we've discussed many times on other episodes on this podcast, really does matter. So I had this client ask this question and saying, I feel like every time I get really close to this phase, I stumble back to old ways of thinking. And that's why I think this phase is so important, but also why I think it's one of the hardest. And here's why you actually stumble back into those old ways of thinking. It's familiar. Because it's familiar, it is therefore safe. And since it's all that you know, moving forward into this freedom phase is very uncomfortable because you literally have no experience of what it looks like. Once again, so much of this has to do with the psychology piece and how we're wired and how we look for familiarity, how we look for patterns and things because it helps us remember it better. Your brain is constantly chasing that. So if you're wondering why do I always get like all the way there and then something happens, whether it's like that life event or maybe you travel, anything. And then you feel like, oh, the scale didn't go in the direction that I wanted it to. So I'm immediately going to go back to eating as few as few carbohydrates as possible, like this client tends to have a desire to do. And that's because everything she tried in the past that gave her a glimpse, glimpse of success maybe required that of her. But here's the difference of what we're teaching is... That only gave her a glimpse of success because it was short-lived weight loss. That weight loss didn't last that long. 
So maybe those patterns and those behaviors of reducing our carbohydrate intake got her a quick set of results, that five pounds that she really wanted to use. Who cares? Like, who cares if that got you those five pounds? Because if it worked, you wouldn't now be eight to 10 to 12 months inside of this program because technically you wouldn't need somebody like me. And what makes this even more challenging on top of all that is the environment. Because again, you talk to friends, you go on social media, you go to Google, everybody's saying something different and it becomes so difficult to discern what's actually going to make sense for you. So that freedom phase might take on different forms for different people, especially around your personality and the way that you think. So that's why this is a part of the program where just as much as we were very heavily communicating with clients in the beginning, we want to see it even more so as they start to transition and pulling back on some of the structure. It's also an opportunity for us to think about a game plan long term. And again, one of the reasons why that part feels so difficult is because of all those quick fix diets out there. None of them are talking about the long-term game plan. None of them are talking about the following idea is that you could go into this freedom phase and you might say to yourself, and I would encourage this because this is something that I've learned the hard way after going through periods of even using macros but yo-yoing with them of having a game plan for the rest of the year. So let's keep with this timeline to illustrate the example and saying you get to May, end of the month, let's call it June 1st, and now summer rolls around. The conversation that we're having with clients who are ready to exit into that freedom phase also looks like the freedom phase maybe being a little bit short-lived in that let's just test out the freedom phase for three months and actually kind of segue ourselves back into the fuel phase. Because in a lot of ways, the fuel phase, actually in almost every way, it's just that you're smarter and you have more knowledge now and you've lost the body fat. The fuel phase and the freedom phase from a behavior standpoint go hand in hand. It's the phase where we eat more food, but maybe the difference maker is we're not tracking it as religiously as we were inside of the fuel phase. But it's like we're fulfilling this process and saying, okay, fine phase, I got the education. And then I pour it into myself even further during the fuel phase and nourish my body. Focus phase, I doubled down on seeing how my body responded to that change in calories, more specifically increasing my protein and dropping carbs and fat, playing around with the amount of cardio that I might be doing, all that. And now in this freedom phase is when I bring it all together and recognize that the phase I was just coming out of is not the phase for me to live in for forever. What it takes for me to maintain that body that I just worked really hard and focused like hell on for the last 12 weeks, that doesn't necessarily take the same amount of calories to maintain. And that was a big mistake that I never really recognized in my own life until I took it upon myself to actually get certified as a nutrition coach and start to research this. But I'll do you a favor and tell you what you actually have to do so you don't need to spend hours researching it like I did. It's slowly increasing those calories and watching how your body responds. It's executing the patience of increasing those calories, but also making sure we're still prioritizing our sleep. Maybe now we have a few more calories to work with, so we're back to pushing our weight super hard in the gym and really feeling very energized and shifting our definition of success. If there's one thing you take away from this, how to move from focus to freedom 
has everything to do with how you define success. And as coaches, this is where we step in and ask you to revisit that. I have this conversation with clients all the time. It's like, okay, well, once you get to this certain goal weight or this certain outfit fits you, what happens next? And a lot of times people don't have the answer to that question. And that's because they might have come into it with, well, I'll be happy when I reach this certain weight. If you're not happy with yourself right now, I can promise you that you won't be happy once you reach that weight. But it doesn't mean that you can't feel better and more confident about yourself once you get there. But if that's really true, then we should be doing everything we can to maintain it, right? Like to me, I realize now how silly it was when I would run away from working with the coach once I got to that weight that I thought I was so happy with and like feeling my best in my clothes and all those things and being happy when I saw pictures of myself. I look back on it now and I'm like, I should have done everything I could to continue to have that support, to have the person to answer to so that I could hold on to those habits in a way that was actually very consistent with the lifestyle versus only paying so much attention to the numbers and just looking at it from a very, okay, I checked the box sort of approach. So that's where the freedom phase really comes in. And that's why I think it's so paramount to this being a lifestyle because it it shows you that your relationship to the tools is going to dictate whether you're ready to make this a lifestyle. And we have to test ourselves. And what better way to test yourself with the safety? Because we talked about this idea that it's uncomfortable because it's unfamiliar. And because it's unfamiliar, we might resist it and run back to things we've done before. But this is where the accountability and support and structure of a coach provides that safety. Because guess what? If we monitor that increase in calories or we monitor and put some parameters around, okay, well, how many untracked meals are we going to consume? What is our change in macros going to look like? Now we have that in place that it's not like we're completely going from this direction to this direction and we can monitor everything that's happening and see how our body responds. But a lot of people rush this step the same way they rush the fuel phase. So if there's anything you can take away from this is how to know where to go next, It has a lot to do with the timeline that you're setting for yourself and a lot to do with how you define that success long term. And it's also okay for that success to change. It's also okay for you to get to a point where you're like, you know what, maybe as I was going through the focus phase and I started to see the changes on the scale that I wanted to see, I did notice that this was becoming an unhealthy relationship with my fitness pal. That could totally happen. That definitely happened to me. And I wish I had had the outlet to be able to talk to somebody about it and kind of recognize it. And that's where the weekly reflection of our one-to-one coaching comes in. And where we have those mindset conversations with our clients who are starting to say, hey, I wanted to see more progress by a certain amount of time. And I push back on them and ask, why? What will that mean for you? What's on the other side of that? And really where they find a lot of comfort is in that planning process of let's look six months ahead. Let's look 12 months ahead because that's really important. And all of this to bring it all home, one of the biggest reasons why these are called phases is because they are really like different seasons in your life. It makes sense to do these during certain seasons in your life, whether you're not as busy maybe really busy wouldn't be a time to necessarily be in a calorie deficit like we talked about in our previous episode 
or there's a lot of travel going on or just things that could get in your way. But it's called a phase because we can always take a few steps forward and then go back into a previous phase. And that does not mean that you are doing something wrong. What it means is that you truly, truly understand the value in making your fitness and nutrition and your life fit all together instead of what I see all the time. My fitness and nutrition should be in a box over here, but my life as it happens is in a box over here. And that's why inside of the Fitness Fix program, we really, really emphasize meeting you exactly where you are given whatever phase you're in, but then also helping you to pull you up to where we know you're capable of being and where you need to be consistently to get you to the goals that you said you desired on that very first phone call we have. And constantly revisiting that conversation too. That's how we reevaluate where we should go next. So all that said, that wraps up the series. And that is the full picture inside of each component of the Fitness Fix program. As I mentioned in that first episode and kind of alluded to a little bit throughout this one too, commonly that's over the course of a six-month phase, but that's really the shortest amount of time I've ever really seen this happen. I would argue that nine, if not 12, is much more realistic. And what's more is this freedom phase can take a lot of practice. That phase in and of itself might be a good three to six months. But it's knowing and being able to ask yourself, do I feel like this is truly just intrinsically a part of who I am? And it's okay if certain times in your life where things are a little bit calmer for whatever reason, you feel like you're in a little bit more of a groove where you can say, yes, this is totally intrinsically who I am. But then recognizing when you have a lot going on, asking for support and asking for help is only going to help you continue to evolve and grow into that person that you desire to be. And so many people are afraid to ask for help and afraid to ask for that first step. And then they sit there feeling frustrated and feeling confused and feeling like they totally plateaued because of all the confusion and different things that they're reading online, that they're hearing from other people, and then just not knowing where to turn next. So if you're sitting there and that is you and you're saying to yourself, I don't know where to turn next, you can turn to us because we're here to support you. And hopefully this podcast series really helped you lay the foundation into maybe taking the first leap of going back a few episodes and taking that initial advice of how to set up your MyFitnessPal and trying it for a little bit on your own. Try it. If you try it for three weeks, there's legitimately nothing bad that can happen at all. Other than that, maybe you might get a little frustrated if you don't necessarily see the progress, but hint, hint, wink, wink, that's when you come and ask a coach for some perspective on whether you're doing it correctly, those macronutrients make sense, or we're missing something that really has nothing to do with your food intake, like the way you're training, like the way you're recovering, like the way you're sleeping, etc. So you know where to find me. You know where to reach out to us. Our coaching staff is ready and waiting for you. So if you are interested, shoot me a DM at the Krista Huber, and I'd be happy to set up a consult call with you and welcome you into our Fitness Fix family because at the end of the day, helping other people is what it's all about and getting everybody to the freedom phase is what it's all about for us. I always joke that we did our best job when we actually fire ourselves as coaches, but also create the relationship with clients that when that time comes where maybe they need to tighten things up or just want to double down on a lot of the habits that they really developed with us, they know where to find us 
and we're always here to support them and continue to do that for life, whether they're formally inside of our program or a former client. So with that, from wherever you're listening from, as always, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and we will catch you guys next time.